If you have your Bibles today, I ask you to turn to Matthew chapter 5. Uh, we will not be preaching from Hebrews uh, this morning, but we have a special message from Matthew chapter 5, just one verse actually today. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So today's sermon is called Blessed Are the Meek. When I was in my 20s, I used to really like listening to certain kinds of music, and there was one very popular band back then, Queen. And they had a very well-known song. In fact, it became so popular, it's still used today a lot in ball games. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about We Are the Champions. In fact, some of you could probably tell me what the lyrics are right now. We are the champions, my friends, and we'll keep on fighting till the end. We are the champions. Now, I'm from UTM. <clears throat> well, you know, just to get 20 points is something. We are the champions. We are the champions. You know, this song has sort of a dark tone to it after a while. No time for a loser. Because we're the champions of the world. Wow. People like this song. People like this song because it's about fighting and winning. It's about power, and it's about having the last say. Did you know that there were people in Jesus' day who wanted to have the last say? There were people in Jesus' day who were all about fighting and winning and having power over other people. In fact, the Romans liked that idea a lot. Even some of the Jews in Jesus' day liked that idea. They liked it because they were expecting a Messiah to set everything right. Now, think about this just for a second. Christ had all the strength and all the power in the world, and yet he chose to limit his power so that we might see the goodness of God. Think about this. The creator and the sustainer of the universe comes to us as a servant. Not only that, but he says that his followers will be like that too. And so this is why he says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So for just a few moments today, I want us to consider three things. 
First, meekness is not what the Jews expected from the Messiah. Second, meekness is what should characterize Christians. And then third, meekness means waiting. So first today, meekness was not what many of the Jews expected from the Messiah. Now, I suppose we should explain what we mean when we say Messiah. Messiah simply means anointed one. And certainly, in the Old Testament, that had a very strong connotation of a king, because you anointed a king. And so Messiah means anointed one. And the Old Testament prophets spoke of a Messiah to come, and so there are all these expectations of a Messiah. If you even read in the Gospel of Luke, Mary's poem, her song, Mary's song, it, she has a pretty clear understanding about a Messiah. But by the time Jesus actually came and showed himself, the various Jewish groups had different expectations about the Messiah. There are three particular groups that I have in mind. There were the Pharisees who wanted a supernatural king to come and save them from the Roman Empire. Now, the Pharisees were deeply religious people, but they expected a Messiah to come and throw off the yoke of Rome. Then a worldwide Jewish kingdom would be established. And then the Sadducees. The Sadducees also expected a king, but they expected a political king. You see, the Sadducees, they didn't believe in the supernatural world. They didn't believe in angels or spirits or immortality of the soul or a resurrection. And so they, the best they could do is just try to work out something with the Roman Empire that would uh, advantage them. The Sadducees wanted a better relations with Rome so they could personally prosper. And then another group were the Zealots. The Zealots, they wanted a military king. The Zealots, well, they were sort of uh, fanatical nationalists who wanted to usher in the kingdom with the sword, a little bit like Peter. Remember when they came to get Jesus and Peter pulled out his sword? And what did Jesus say to Peter? Put up your sword. He who lives by the sword will die by the sword. But the zealots wanted a great military leader who would help them just, you know, stick it to them, stick it to the Roman Empire. But you know what? None of these groups got what they wanted. None of them. Instead, they got someone who said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Jesus was rejected largely because he did not meet 
the expectations of these people. He said things like, if a Roman soldier asks you to walk a mile, then you walk two miles with him. He said things like, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, then turn the other cheek and let them slap that. And they didn't like it. They didn't like that. So they put him on a cross. They put nails in his hands. And they put a crown of thorns on him. And they spit in his face and they stuck him with a spear. So what are your expectations of Jesus? Jesus offers a kingdom to the meek. How are you with that? Does this bother you? Meekness is not what the Jews expected in a Messiah. And it's not what some people expect today. There are some Christian people who want to gear up for war. They just assume shoot you in the face. This is not the way of Christ. So this is the first thing about meekness. Meekness was not what many of the Jews expected in the Messiah. Second, meekness is what should characterize Christians. Now, please understand that I'm not saying that in order to be a Christian, you have to be meek. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that if you are a Christian, then you should be meek. And so what is meekness anyway? Let's consider it negatively first and then positively. Negatively, meekness is not a natural characteristic. In other words, Jesus is not talking about being a shy person. You know, all of us are born with certain dispositions. And by the time you become an adult, you have some idea of what your disposition is. You might say, well, you know, I'm sort of an introvert. And so I just don't talk very much. And I, I tend not to be around a lot of people. Or you might say, I'm an extrovert. And I talk all the time. And I love being around people. But Jesus is not talking about that. Meekness is not a natural characteristic. It's a supernatural characteristic. So meekness is not a natural characteristic. Also, meekness is not cowardness. Now, sometimes Christians are accused of being a coward because of their meekness. But we should not confuse the two terms. Some boys and some men won't become a follower of Christ because they think to do so would be to be some kind of sissy. But nothing could be further from the truth. Because you see, a coward is someone 
who flees from responsibility. That's what a coward is. And Christ was no coward. Christ met his responsibility head on. He came to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins. He was buried and rose again that we might have eternal life. The martyrs of the Christian faith were not cowards. They met their deaths with great courage and meekness. So meekness is not to be confused with cowardice. Also, meekness is not being nice to the nice with people who are nice. Now, it's easy to be nice to the nice. Around here in the South, we're nice. You're walking down the street, somebody comes in a car, you don't know them, they're going to wave at you. Hi, oh, how you doing? Everybody's nice around here. But this is not meekness. This is not what we're talking about. So what is it then? Here it is. Meekness means to be gentle or mild. The best way to describe it is to think of a horse or a colt that has been broken. Have you ever rubbed the nose of a horse? Sometimes when I ride my bike, I stop, and there's a horse out there, and if I have any food... I'll get it out of my backpack. I feed turtles and horses. And so a horse will come over, and it'll, it'll stick its head over the fence. And you can just kind of rub its nose because it wants that food. But behind that little gentle nose is this mass of muscle. That's me. Because you can put a bridle on that horse, and you can put a saddle on its back, and you can ride it and take it where you want to go with it. Meekness is power under control. Meekness knows there is a greater power beyond ourselves who is in control of the situation and will work things out for his own glory and our good. And many people in the Bible are meek. We see this in people like Abraham. Abraham, God called uh, and said, leave your homeland and go to a land that I will show you. And he did. It was, I, it was Isaac who Abraham took to that place to be sacrificed. So we see Abraham submitting himself to God. We think of Moses. Think of Moses leading two million people out of Egypt across the desert, all those murmuring, complaining people. Moses put up with them for years and years. Moses was meek. We think of David before he became king. Saul chased him all over Palestine. 
At one point, Saul was in this cave, and David was in the cave there too, and while Saul was asleep, he cut off a piece of the garment, went out of the cave and held it up. Look, Saul, I could have killed you, but I didn't. That's meekness. A meek person is a teachable person. Something has subdued them. Are you teachable? Have you been subdued by God? In the Bible, there's this story of a demon-possessed man who ran around a graveyard screaming his head off. He could not be controlled. Chains could not bind him until he met Jesus. And then after he met Jesus, we find this demon-possessed man sitting in his right mind. And that's the way meekness is. This man now had an inner peace, and he was in control of himself. Here are three little truths about meek, meek people. First, meek people are not proud people. Third, meek people are not vengeful people. Now, I know we've seen a lot of movies, you know, vengeance movies. They're very popular. You know, take justice into our own hands and But even Batman works with the police, right? Meek people think that the world revolves around them. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, there's this little girl by the name of Veruca. And she's only concerned with herself. She stamps her foot and she says, I want it right now. She says, I want the world, I want the whole world, I want to lock it up in my pocket. It's my bar of chocolate. Give it to me now. She says, I want the works, I want the whole works, presents and prizes and sweets and surprises of all shapes and sizes, and now, I don't care how, I want it now. Do you always think that things should go your way? Are you only concerned with yourself? That's not meekness. Meekness should be characteristic of us as Christians. Finally, meekness means waiting. What are we waiting for? Well, the verse tells us, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We wait for two things. 
First, meek people wait for a new heaven and a new earth. This is a real place that Christ has prepared for his people. You got up this morning, you walked outside, the wind was blowing, the temperature is perfect, the leaves were turning, and you said to yourself, my, my, what a wonderful day it is. And it is. But this is only but a shadow of what's coming, of what God has prepared for us. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, the world. Now, wait a minute. You mean we get the world? Isn't that what Baruchah wanted? Yes, but she wanted it right now. And she was not meek. And here's the Bible principle. The first shall be last. And the last shall be first. So waiting is a kingdom principle. The Bible says, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Not only do meek people wait for a new heaven and a new earth, meek people also wait for God to make things right. Our meekness is a quiet confidence that tells us there's coming a day when God will judge all things. Well, what about right now? Well, what do we do in the meantime? Wait. Now, don't think that God has just forgotten about things because, see, he's ordained government and other authorities to punish evildoers. That's why we have police officers, and that's why we have judges, and that's why we have legislators. And maybe your children will grow up and be one of those, and that would be great. But there is coming a day when all things will be brought into the light. And so this is why we are not to seek vengeance. Well, what about people who get away with it? God's going to bring it into the light. Well, what about people who steal and get away with it? God is going to bring it into the light. Well, what about the person who kills somebody and gets away with it? God is going to bring it into the light. The wicked will not stand in the day of judgment. Psalm 1. So today we talked about meekness. Meekness is not what most people expected from Jesus. Meekness is what Christians should be manifesting in their own lives. And meekness means waiting.
for God. God's people are to be meek. Are you meek? The question really has to do with who do you follow and who do you claim as your own? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. At this time, we want to ask you to respond to the proclamation of God's word by professing your faith that we share with all who are baptized into the universal church. So at this time, I will ask you to stand as we recite our Apostles' Creed together.